It's such a powerful gospel. Um, eternity is a long time, and we should be making the right investments to prepare for it. it Jesus was all of those things that is described there. We call them the corporal works of mercy. The righteous are going to be surprised. Uh, most of the righteous, uh, at least the, 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 the Christian ones, will have heard this gospel. So we shouldn't be surprised if we were if somebody was ill in our family and our Lord said, you were actually caring for me. But there are so many other things besides this list that we will be surprised because we didn't realize that even those little things counted so much. And, you know, I, I, I can think of a thousand things. It's just as simple, as simple a thing as, as somebody's trying to make a right turn and you stop and let them in, you know. I know that's the law, but a lot of people, you can see they, they, they don't care. They're only interested in themselves. But Jesus doesn't want us to be selfish. And that's the important thing. There's a hundreds of ways in which we will be surprised. But the ones on the other side, you know, this is a good day to be sitting on the, uh, let's see, on the right. <laughs> let's see. My right or your right? My, your right? Okay, okay. Well, you're right. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Um, <laughs> This group has no sense of humor at all. Uh, I don't think these people are gonna, the one in this on the left aren't going to have much of a sense of humor either. They're, you know, they they're going to say to the Lord, "Oh, and you can imagine the ones that crucified Jesus saying the same thing. Oh Lord, if only we knew it was you, we would have done anything for you. How we didn't know it was you." Well, we would have invited you in. You said, well, that's the whole point. That was the test. You didn't know it was me. And that's, that's the key to the thing, is that, you know, some people have no, no, no conception that life is not about themselves. Life is about what we did for somebody else. Those are our investments. Everything else passes away. Even our health eventually passes away. It's good, it's good to exercise. I need to do more of it. It's my knee surgery. I haven't done as much, you know. But in the end, that kind of exercise is not enough. It's the exercise of, of noticing what God wishes us to notice or learning. It's a process of learning to be generous. Teach me to be generous. Teach me to be selfless, Lord. Teach me to notice you in these places. You know, most, many of, we do have some people that visit the prisons, you know, and, and so on. Some give communion to the sick. Many of us have had sick relatives and we cared for them. You were caring for Christ and you probably didn't realize it, especially when the person that was sick didn't like Christ at all, but it doesn't matter because it's always him in disguise. Uh, the one thing we have is there are, the church teaches us and scripture shows us that there are actually two moments like this. One is the end of the world will come for each of us at the moment of our death. At that moment, uh, free will comes to an end and God will, we, after coming into the presence of Christ and realizing how much he loved us and loves us, he will show us immediately our lives and how that's going to happen, I don't know, but being outside of time, I imagine it will happen all at once. We'll see everything, and we'll see it again as if we were living it again, because to Christ, 
Our whole life is fully present to him right now. He sees all of it because he's outside of time. We're still working it out because we are in time. And that's one of the mysteries because we're not in eternity. We don't quite understand that. We have free will and Christ sees our choices in advance. I think it's a lot like a parent that can see uh, a, a choice that an adult child is making that may not be the best because we've lived longer, but we can't intervene because they have free will. And ultimately they have to make the choice themselves. And so this is the way the Lord, he treats us like adults and or whatever level we've attained in so-called adults. <laughs> and, and so we have this talk with our Lord and in that we, we decide ourselves having seen our lives where we're going to go. Christ doesn't send anybody to hell, but there are people here that are not going to be in eternity. Uh, they're going to receive eternal punishment. So it's right here in the scriptures. I don't like to bring this kind of subject up, but Christ did, and he does it very, very often. And I think he says it as often as he does because he wants us to understand that he doesn't want anybody to go there. But if I live a life of nothing but selfishness, and you see it all over the place, um, some very wealthy people seem to spend their money, I'm talking about uber wealthy, only on themselves and never on anybody else. This is a loser, you know? This is a life of no fruitfulness at all. Like the guy with one coin who threw it back at God at the end of his life and said, thanks for nothing, thanks for my life, here it is back. It's nothing, that's not what life was about, you know? Um, so one of the great things about the, the end of the world, I can't, I have to come out here to do this this thing as, uh, as, as a giant holographic ball. Remember, we're outside of time, so Christ is in the center, and all around him are all the nations that ever lived, and all the peoples, and all the groups, and I imagine that we'll be in several groups, you know? Uh, I don't know what group you're going to be in. I, I'm going to be in the patient group. <laughs> Not. Well, well, I will have been purified, right? So, um, but, you know, different places that maybe that we've worked, the families that we were in, you know, and, and the, the, the churches that we were in, we'll be in more than one group, but we'll definitely be arraigned, arranged, not arraigned, arranged as nations, uh, the Americans. We will have been the Americans. I don't know what other nations and peoples will think of us, but this is our moment, our time, we're called to make a difference right here in this country. You may not think you can, but we can always pray, right? We can make a difference in the little world around us. And that's all God asks. But it, in the last judgment, unlike the first one, everyone knows where they're, where they're going. If, they're, if they went down, they're, they're coming back. There won't be any more purgatory. That's over with. And then there's heaven and the other place, hell. So they'll be back. And what's really going to be interesting is that if you think about, if I think about what happened in, um, you know, some of the horrors that we've seen in human history, nobody really died. It was a test. And those we, that were harmed are standing next to the people that hurt them. And they have to forgive them. They did forgive them. And they know their personal judgment. But what they don't know is the connectedness of all things. And here we see how each, what, each of us had a unique role in God's plan, please God, that we figured out some of it, and 
all the ways in which our little lives affected other people and all the chains and all the ripples in time. I remember, I've told this story before, um, I was, I don't know, I may have taught just a few weeks ago, but I'm old, what can I say, you know. But I had this uh, experience of, I was going to give up teaching kindergarten in, in, in Tilbrook because I thought, oh, I, I, I don't know what to say to them. I don't think I'm doing any good. I'm going to get somebody in here that knows what they're doing with kids because I don't have any. And I remember saying to the kids, I came in and said, how many of you pray? Anybody pray here? No. I thought, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm leaving. You know, <laughs> kindergartners, you know. So um, anyway, uh, here's this girl comes up to me. It must have been at least this tall. And it, was, it had only been, well, I don't, it only been, it had been about seven years since I was in Tillamook. I was ready to come over here, actually. And I was going to stop teaching kindergarten that year. And that's when they sent me here. And she says, you are my priest. You are my priest. This is this girl. I don't know. She must have been about eight or nine years old. Well, no, I wouldn't admit it. She'd probably be about 12. And I said, what do you mean I was your priest? Who are you? I was kind of kidding around with her because I'd have a clue who she was or why she was saying it. She said, I was in kindergarten and you visited our class and you were my priest and no other priest ever visited our class in all the years I was at St. Matthew's. You were my priest. All I did was show up. <laughs> and I was a link in the chain and she was, she was excited about her faith and excited to see this priest that cared about her. Can you believe that? I don't get any credit for that at all. <laughs> God gave me some. Uh, I, I just glorify God for that because ever since then, I have realized I don't have a clue whose life I'm affecting as a priest. I, we just don't, and you don't either. Um, another one would be, you know, the, the missionaries, the family of Mary that came here, um, you know, they, they came just as a mission because uh, a parishioner uh, from one of my pilgrimages wanted that the community that ran this particular shrine to come and do a mission here, and they paid for the whole thing, and that's how we got the, the, the mission here. I didn't know it was the family of Mary, but in the process, you know the story being locked down. They were here for several months. I made them associate pastors, and we ran the place, three of us together. There were more priests than people in the church at that time, but the point is many of you were very kind to them, and they felt at home here, and so when the bishop one thing led to another, and the bishop asked if their community would consider um, joining us. They said yes, partly because a lot of you were very friendly to them. You are, we are, you are links in a chain, and all these, these three parishes that have these, them running them now, uh, it, it goes right back to that. You're a link in a chain that without you, some of you, they probably wouldn't be here right now. And our lives are filled with these wonderful things. And some of the things are not so cool. The ripples in time that we have a sin. And God, if we go to confession, God's going to forgive us. And everything that we've done uh, is going to be visible uh, to others. So we have to realize that's why confession is such a great thing. And, uh, and that actions have consequences. Nobody's getting away with anything. You know, uh, I'll finish with, so, so it's corporal works of mercy. You just can't beat it. Um, had a kid uh, at the last mass said to me, he said, I want to be a priest when I grow up. I thought, oh, this is cool. I'm going to 
just make sure and ask about it once in a while. Um, but in my life, almost everything that a priest does is a corporal work of mercy. I didn't realize that when I became a priest. And that's what's great about ministry, is that you know all these things are pleasing to God, and you are equally able to do the same thing in your life with the kinds of people and situations that you're surrounded with. You know, I was in the lost luggage department. Some of those people were corporate works of mercy. They were also pieces of work, let me tell you. Uh, but, but the way I treated them was what God cared about. You know, I could have been passive aggressive and kicked their luggage off to, off to Bermuda the way they treated me, but some of them. But I didn't do that, you know. Tempted to, though. I'm holier now. Um, <laughs> but all these little things make such a difference. And it's so good to know it's just these little things that are so pleasing to God. Uh, how many people in this story, we're going to see it, we're going to be there, we're actually going to witness this very thing, wait for it, and the people are going to say, we had no idea what life was about. And the Lord's going to say, did you really think it was all about you? Well, er, I, uh, uh, I didn't know. Well, I told you by the way I lived. I told you by the way I died. I gave you a conscience. I gave you people around you that you were supposed to care something about. You know? And so there's all these things that we do here with the giving tree and, the, and we had the, the fair trade last week and, and just, um, and of course, the, the gypsies and, and tithing here. You, uh, everything we do you, is in your name. And, but all these things in our personal lives are so critical and they're so easy. And it's so easy to please the Lord and he wants all of us to be with him. He doesn't want anybody to condemn themselves to a life of eternal separation from him. But we do it by becoming more like him, by thinking of others and not ourselves. And so at the end of the year, this is the last year of the liturgical, last Sunday of the liturgical year. It's a good time to um, get our focus recentered on what really matters as we approach Christmas.